Here's a message from Ken Lavica. You know, when it comes to Floyd Mayweather, it really is annoying that he's coming in for a payday. But you know what? The fact that he acknowledges it, I almost kind of respect it. Coquel hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. You know, you'd love to have athletes have a passion for what they're doing outside of money. That's definitely not Floyd Mayweather. And last night, he put it out there for the world to see. And I am wildly conflicted about it. I mean, wildly conflicted. Ken Levick alive on a Monday. What a busy weekend. I'm Ken Levicka. He's Coquel. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel until 1 on ESPN 106.3. We come to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the Intracoastal. And a happy belated birthday to my broadcast bride, Coquel. Or broadcast groom, however you want to put it. I don't really know the dynamics of this relationship, but it was his birthday yesterday, and I do hope that it was a great birthday, Coquel. It's 2021. I'm both. <laughs> I am both of them. We're just, thank you, sir. We're a couple. We are definitely a uh, a radio couple. I want to point out, though, that uh, one of our radio hosts, Evan Cohen, who you can listen here, 5 to 6, always brags about how he's the birthday guy, right? He never forgets a birthday. Uh-huh. Well, I was texting with him all weekend, and guess what I didn't get? A birthday text? Nope. I got an email after the office sent out uh-huh. an email, which, of course, came after my birthday, but whatever. Well, the thing about Evan, though, is now that he messed it up once, uh, every single birthday for the rest of your life, you're going to have a morning text because that happened to me a number of years ago, and Evan has not forgotten since, and it is right there, 7 o'clock every single day. But when does he lose the title of being a birthday guy? Because this isn't the first time he forgot your birthday. No, no, he no, no, no. Another but guy's birthday. Here's the thing: if you're a birthday guy and you screw up and you feel the type of remorse that Evan does, you're definitely a birthday guy. Because I'm a person who doesn't care if I get wished a happy birthday, but some do, and Evan like swears by it, lives by it. So he's definitely a birthday guy. Now I'm thinking: Did you text me yesterday? I don't think I did text you. I don't you. think you did either. No, no that's why. Wow, that's, and I shoved it in your face all day. We spent like 20 straight yeah. hours together Friday. You know who I did wish a happy birthday yesterday, though? You sent one to JMB. Yeah, I did. And you didn't send one to me. At like 9.30 at night when I remembered. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so you remembered his birthday, but you didn't remember mine. Yeah, want to know what else happened? I remembered after I sent that text and plugged in my phone to go to bed, late in bed, remember it was you, and then I was like, you know what, I'll tell him belated happy birthday tomorrow. That's God's honest truth what happened. So I apologize for that, but happy belated birthday, pal. I don't think I'm going to do the show. Stormhouse brewing on me today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forgive you. Uh, less, so, that's, I mean, that's a win every time. Brother, I'm Please telling you. Please forget every year. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, I, I know what makes you tick, okay? Uh, Floyd Mayweather and, uh, and Logan Paul uh, had a boxing match, if you want to call it that, last night at Hard Rock Stadium. That's right, a Sunday night Showtime pay-per-view with Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. And it was it was everything you thought it would be, and that is an absolute farcical, nonsensical circus. It went the distance, went all eight rounds. It certainly looked like Floyd Mayweather could have finished that whenever he wanted to. Um, at one point, and if you look at social media this morning, you'll see it. At one point, it looks like Mayweather accidentally knocks out Logan Paul and then holds him up to keep him from going to the canvas to make sure that the fight went the distance because you got to think that there was some sort of monetary incentive for this fight to go all eight rounds. I mean, it was it was embarrassing. It was truly embarrassing, and it's it's like what we've seen with the Paul brothers since they've gotten into this this boxing thing. Um, it it is over the top. It feels dirty and cheap, but this time around, instead of it being a washed MMA guy or a former NBA player, it was a guy who calls himself the best boxer in the history of the sport. 
in Floyd Mayweather. Perfect 50-0 in his career. He has beaten all of the greats, whether you like the way he does it as a defensive fighter or not. That's not the point. He is 50-0. He is arguably the greatest boxer of all time. Now, the thing is, we know that Floyd Mayweather, I mean, his nickname is Floyd Money Mayweather. We know that he likes his cash. He likes to show it off. He likes to spend it. He loves to gamble with it. We know that at this point, it's easy for us to say, Coquel, yeah, I mean, Floyd Mayweather is in it for, for paydays. But it's one thing for us to say it. It's another thing for him last night after his exhibition with Logan Paul to really say the quiet part out loud. Before I even walked out there to the arena, before I even walked out there, I made a million dollars. Just sitting in the dressing room, I made a million dollars. So, and they say, well, it's, it's not all about the money. Well, your kids can't eat legacy. They can eat, they can eat off the currency. So, I believe in building generational wealth on both sides. If you don't like me, don't write about me. If you, don't, if you guys don't want to see me do no exhibitions, don't come. Don't watch. I, I come on record and tell y'all, when it comes to legalized bank robbing, I'm the best. <laughs> I mean, that is just flat out saying it. When it comes to legalized bank robbing, I'm the best. And that's what that was last night. And Coquel, what were you what were you saying before the show? The the monetary amount for Floyd Mayweather before we even factor in pay per view dollars. Believe, I believe, and I'll have to double check, but it was fifty million before the pay per views. While the Paul brother, whichever one fought, got two hundred fifty thousand <laughs> plus the pay per views. And so, I mean, we're talking huge, huge dollar amounts, and people paid for this. People paid for either a ticket to Hard Rock Stadium, or people paid. For the pay-per-view, which was $49.99. Did you pay for it? I did not pay for it. Did you watch it illegally? I did. You did? Bits and pieces. I was caught up in the U.S. soccer match with with Mexico. We'll get to that in a a little bit. Um, So, for me... I'm reporting you. And I'm just going to give... That's fine. uh, And I'm just going to give you a little bit of context here. I promise I'm not complaining. I promise that I am just... What I'm about to say is simply for context, okay? Coquel, you and I spent a lot of time together last week. Like, a lot of time together. Um, Not only during show, but during business hours, but also what traditionally is after business hours because you and I, Wednesday, went to Port St. Lucie. We were supposed to call a Team USA baseball game in the Olympic qualifiers. Didn't happen because of a rain-up, but we made that trip up there. Uh, Thursday, uh, Jordan Sherwood, our teammate, was getting a farewell party, and so it was great to be there and be a part of that. Yes. Sorry, I just want to correct myself before you continue on with that. He got ten million and fifty percent of the paper. That's where my fifty came from. Gotcha. It was ten million. I just wanted to make sure. I- yeah. I, at that point, with with uh, uh, the all of those millions, it becomes arbitrary. Um, but it, you know, we we uh, hanging out with Jordan and our teammates. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Excellent. Friday, you and I were at Ballpark of the Palm Beaches for Team USA taking on Canada a in the Olympic game. qualifier, and that game took absolutely forever because of a protested call in the eighth inning and uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. It was it was great, but it also I mean we put in some long hours last week in addition to family like for me tuesday uh pick up the the girls from school go to swim practice that ends at seven then you worry about dinner then it's bedtime i mean a lot of people listening to us right now can absolutely empathize and sympathize and they've lived that last week was a busy ass week before the week started you told me hey let's just survive the week because we knew the hours were going to be heavy but then, you know, for me, Saturday is I have to work because I, um, I call soccer matches on Saturdays on television. So I did that Saturday night. Uh, and then Sunday, my daughter's birthday party is next week. My parents are coming into town. I had to mow the grass. I've got a, a, a big lawn. It's like that in between, between riding mower and walking mower. I'm still going with the walking mower. And so for the first time all week, I get to sit down like, early to yesterday afternoon and i'm done man like i'm like i should really spend time with the girls but i'm done i'm exhausted and it's because you got to grind and a lot of us have to grind some of us listening probably don't have to grind like that but you grind like that 
I've got to grind like that. And it's because we don't have bleep you money. We don't have that generational wealth that Floyd Mayweather is talking about. We got to get after it. And so I found myself after hearing that quote from Floyd Mayweather and watching the Paul brothers just traipse around and uh, they, they grow from what was social media and YouTube stars to now they're making a cool, uh, a cool mill or two to get in the ring with some washed former MMA uh, fighters or former NBAers who have no boxing experience. They're messing with Conor McGregor or they're getting in the ring with Floyd Mayweather and they make a couple of mil off of that and life is good for them. So it's easy for me to see all that and say, man, this is bull bleep. This sucks and be jealous and hate it. And part of me hates it, but part of me respects the hell out of it too. If you can get the gig, you get the gig. Floyd Mayweather put up 50-0. and Floyd Mayweather in a previous life put the work in. Floyd Mayweather has become a business. And so, yeah, he's ripping you off and you're Mm -hmm. giving him your money your $50, and I'd be curious to hear from people that paid for that pay-per-view last night, but you know what? He figured it out. Little effort, lots of cash. The Paul brothers, that stuff doesn't take effort. It takes, you know, takes balls. Guts would have been the word I would prefer you to use. Sorry. Guts. It takes that stuff, fortitude, to, one, do the things they did on YouTube, but then to get in the, the, the ring and do what they've done, like, fine. Like, they're annoying. but And, it, again, there's not a lot of effort in that. But it is fortitude, and they figured it out. It's a couple of moments of discomfort for a lot of money and a lot of attention. So I'm just trying to figure out myself. Do I hate them for it, or do I respect them for it? How do you feel about athletes who are clearly just in it for the money? How do you feel about Floyd? How do you feel about the Pauls? Do you hate him for it? Does it offend you? Or do you sort of respect him for it? Because I'm torn. And I need to hear from other people because I don't know how to encapsulate the entire thing. Because, man, we grind it out. Coquel and I are working. A lot of you are working. Like, I feel exhausted and I don't even do a labor-intensive job. Some of you people out there are lifting things. Some of you people out there are physically putting yourself out there on a daily basis. How do you feel about Floyd who says, yep, I'm the best legalized bank robber out there? The Pauls who are putting themselves on video and they get into a ring for six, seven rounds and cashing in. How do you feel about those guys? How do you feel about sports when it's just for the money? 888-760-3776. 3776. Or you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. It's just a matter of your level of sensitivity. It's a matter of your level of perspective. And I don't quite know yet where I land on it. When it's sports and it's simply for the money, how do you feel about that? 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. Because for me, as a sports fan, Coquel, Mm-hmm. I like the thought that there is some pride involved in it, that there is some passion involved in it. I mean, in our line of work, we have pride in what we do. It doesn't sound like it sometimes, but we do have pride and passion in what we do. Last night was not that. There was no pride. There was no passion in that. But what Floyd Mayweather, he walks into the ring He knows that he's got $10 million in the bank account. The Paul brothers know that they're eventually going to have a million dollars out of that. I mean, Latrell Sprewell, we all know when he was offered a $7 million per year contract, we remember he said, I can't feed my kids off that. I mean, how about Hassan Whiteside? I mean, the Heat gave him that huge max deal, and that guy was nothing after it. It didn't seem like he cared at all about it. I mean, am I wrong about Hassan Whiteside? I know I'm making an assumption, but when you look at the guy's mannerisms, when you look at the guy's effort and his performance, like that leads me to believe he got that money and things were comfortable, right? I think he's misunderstood. Okay, he might be misunderstood, but I also need him to actually try 
at some point on offense. I also have personal reasons. I, I am contractually not allowed to badmouth Whiteside. Okay. All right, that's fine. I don't know what you're talking about, but fine. My cousin is his agent. Got him, oh. got him that contract. So, <laughs> man, of all of the athletes I could have picked, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that I chose his side. Leave him and John side. Collins alone, please. <laughs> Thanks. But for, uh, like for me, man, I work a lot, and I don't want it to be that way. I'd love. Part of it is I am jealous. I think my anger towards seeing that with Floyd last night and the Pauls last night is that I wish I could be that. I wish I could just wake up and say, you know what? The money's there. Everything is good. But coming off the week that we had where it was fun, but it was busy and I was exhausted on Sunday and I'm like, man, I just don't feel like, I, I man, I want to hang out with the kids, but my body, I'm falling asleep on the couch. What do I do? Into Floyd saying that he's the, he's the best legalized bank robber. Man, that tears me because I respect it, but man, it makes me angry too. I mean, he's just putting it out there. Just putting it out there like that. How do you feel about sports when it's clearly just for the money? And what boxing has become with these spectacles, for the most part now in the mainstream, that's simply about being for the money. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweet at ESPN West Palm. Oh, is in West Palm. Oh, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, man? What's up, you guys, man? I uh, just wanted to say hello. God bless you guys. You guys do an awesome job. And kudos to you for taking this question on. Because it takes a man with some gravitas to admit that he <laughs> might be experiencing some jealousy. All right? That's, most men don't do that. And I feel you 100%. Right? But on a, on a slightly different note also. Right? It is a money-driven world. Right? It, it seems like everything goes dollar first. Yeah. But there's an entire segment of society, especially amongst you guys, commentators, analysts, the sports world, that would talk smack about other athletes mm-hmm. and why people are paying them to play a game, paying you to play baseball, paying you to play basketball, paying you to play football, sure. paying you to play soccer. You know what I mean? And like when we compare it to that, then I think that adds a whole lot more weight to what you're bringing up here. You know, is it? I mean, this guy is getting a lot of bread. Yeah. And and I feel you also from, I'm a working guy. I'm a working guy. I come up with working guys. And it, it doesn't make me think of just myself. Like, yeah, give me a shot. I'll jump in there for 50 mil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. I'll jump in there for five mil. <laughs> but what about like the guys that we have homegrown right here in South Florida? Yep. And, and I'm, you know, like they're, they're famous names and their names at this very moment are escaping me. But guys who grew up, we grew up watching them on videos, underground videos doing street fights. Yep. And some of these guys went on to, to to be pioneers and help build up this this thing that we look at and, and appreciate called UFC. You know, um, oh my God, one one passed away. And I can't well, there's Kimbo Slice. About. This is actually the fifth yeah, anniversary of his passing today. Uh, Dada oh my 5,000. Like you know, it, it, Dean Thomas. Amazing. I know Dean Thomas is one of the pioneers that put Dean, Dean the Thomas, work in. The, the other Cuban guy, the the Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. Oh yes, Masvidal. Like these guys, come on! I would rather. See, Give one of them a shot. Yeah. But I think it's because Floyd knows that one of those guys might land a lucky punch. Yeah. And, like, you know, well, fuck him up, you know? The fuck thing, him up. The thing with all of that, too, is that, uh, you know, Floyd, the, the difference between the Paul brothers, though, and Floyd is that Floyd actually, like, he's he's done it. Like, he he has been the top of that sport who is now, and appreciate the call, oh, this is why with Floyd in particular, like, that quote is the one that triggered me on this. But also, how can I argue with what Floyd did with his career? Like, I mean, he's beaten everybody. He, De La Hoya, yeah, if, if you're gonna be Pacquiao. Mad, if you're going to be mad at Floyd, it's for the out-of-the-ring stuff. There's no way you can knock Floyd's yeah, career and, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and the I, I'm disgraceful just trying, person he is outside yeah, the ring. And I mean, that obviously, that's, that's the biggest reason to dislike him for sure. But also, like, he... He had the guts to say the quiet part out loud last night. Say, yeah, I'm a bank robber. I'm taking your money, and you're not going to do anything about it because it works for me. Would you fight Dean Thomas for $250,000? Yes. And Dean Thomas? I'd do it for $50,000. Would probably handle you. Yeah. I'm going to take a guess, and you can hear Dean Thomas. I'd be severely injured. You know, UFC star. You can hear him on Josh Cohen and the home team. But I think any of us would take that money grab. He's a real fighter. 
And I'm sure if he could get big money to fight one of us and toy with us like Mayweather did for Paul, he yeah. would take it too. Because I would fight him. I'd probably fight him for ten grand and get my butt kicked. Oh, made the point. Uh, yeah, there are sometimes blowhards who will jump on mediums like this and say, "Oh, someone shouldn't get paid that much for playing a kids' game." That's stupid. Like that's that's not a thing because you get paid what the market dictates. And if it's not going to the athlete, it's going to the owner who's Ex- not even playing the game. Exactly. Like so. That's if anybody does bring that up, just just tune that out because that's not a that's not something that you should be consuming. What this is though, what that was last night. That's Floyd openly taking your money and then boasting about it, and that's the Pauls pilfering from you and using a network like Showtime who gave them a platform to do it. Like That's where I'm a little off on this whole thing. Like I get it's a spectacle, but like why? What's the purpose? There was an undercard fight last night that was a war. And those guys had to be on the undercard of Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul when it easily could have stood alone. But you want to know what? It wasn't a circus. So people didn't pay attention to it. Maybe that's on us. It's on Maybe people. it's he's on us as a society. You, he's telling you it's on you. He's saying if you have a problem with it, don't watch. I'm going to keep making money as long as you guys keep writing about me. As long as me and you keep talking about him on a Monday. As long as people keep buying the pay-per-views. He's going to keep taking everyone's money, and I don't blame him. I mean, I still think that Tebow to the Jaguars is a money grab. And I don't blame them. And I think, and, and that's the thing, though. Like, when, when it clearly, when sports clearly becomes a money grab, like last night was, like, I think Tebow is with the Jaguars. How do you feel about it as working people when sports turns into a money grab? How does that make you feel? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Isn't going to the movies a money grab? Is it making a blockbuster movie a money grab? Isn't that why people do it? Yes, it's entertainment. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. It's the same idea. Sports are entertainment. That's what Except it is. There's something different about it because with sports, it's a it's a competition. So is it entertainment? Yes, but at its core... You are hoping for a winner and a loser. That's really the only difference is sometimes you pay in sports, you pay to see yourself lose. You pay for to get, like you go to a movie to, because you want to enjoy it. There are times you pay for sports because you're going to have agony because that's what happens. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program has been around for 21 going on. 22 years, and they have spent those two-plus decades sending students into the sports industry. Maybe it is radio. Maybe it's radio sales. Maybe it's professional sports. Maybe it's on the field. Maybe it's off the field. Maybe it's representation. Or maybe it's executing and marketing. At every single level of sports, there is someone who got a degree in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport fau.edu slash mba sport don't wait this is your path to sports get the information and sign up for fall semester classes fau.edu slash mba sport golf went through a covid crisis over the weekend and i'm not sure that it was handled as well as it should have been he's coquel i'm ken levick i'm live on espn 106.3 Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Sorry to John Rahm and his fans, but he has only himself to blame for not winning at Memorial this past weekend. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. The podcast will be ready for you just after 1 o'clock, as it is every single day, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And by after 1 o'clock, I'm giving a little bit of a cushion because, you know, Coquel can be a little dicey sometimes, and he's in charge of that entire thing. We're having ice cream for my birthday <laughs> after. What you uh, saying? Oh, man. Uh, but uh, make sure that uh, you check out the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. Again, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to it, rate it, love it, make it your own, and uh, we'll have it for you every single weekday here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, so Saturday, and I mean, this weekend was just one thing after another, after another, after another. 
and I was uh, at my daughter's, both daughters' uh, dance recital, so I was a little out of pocket sounds Saturday brutal. afternoon. It was fine. It, it, it sounds brutal. It didn't take too long. You know, the only thing, though, that I tell my wife about my, uh, about my daughter's extracurricular activities, I'm fine with dance, I'm fine with cheerleading, whatever. The thing I've told my wife, though, is under no circumstance are they allowed to do baton. Why? Baton is not a thing that is going to happen in the Levica household, and here's why. Uh, I had two friends, two of my best friends from Chicagoland. Their sisters were both in Baton, and there would be weekends where they'd have to go to like South Bend, Indiana, and it would be 12-hour sessions of Baton performances, and they were miserable, and they hated it, and I am so affected by that and seeing the toll, the emotional (laughs) toll that it took on them that... I tell my wife, anything but baton, not happening. But no you know baton. That, that's what happens with cheerleading competitions and stuff like that, too. But I feel like that is more worthwhile than seeing someone throw a baton around. And I'm truly sorry for anybody who's very proud. My um, mom was a baton twirler. And I only know because everything we do, she thought it was cool to come in and just start twirling a lacrosse stick or twirling a baseball bat and throw it in the air. And everybody would look at her like, that wasn't probably cool when you were in high school. It's not cool now there, let's, Mo. Let's ask parents. This is a safe space. We can be open, okay? Of all of your children's extracurricular activities, which one is the worst to have to sit through? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Which extracurricular activity is the one that you dread the most having to watch your kids in. 888-760-3776. For me, it, if they were picked up a baton, it would be baton. I am affected by that scene, what happened, what it did to my friends who had to watch their sisters in these marathon weekends. I think we missed an opportunity here, Ken. What? Ken's got two daughters. Coquel has two sons. One thing they do have in common is that they both don't have a clue. Ken and Coquel are bad dads. So, I know some people who have very young children that are playing soccer right now. And <laughs> they, let's be honest, little kids... Not great at soccer, okay? They just chase the ball. It's like a pack of ducks. Yeah, exactly. They chase the ball, and there's about seven kids around the ball, and they're trying to kick the ball. They're kicking each other, and nothing really happens. And some of these parents, these friends of mine, have said, man, it's rough, and it's hot, and it's like an hour and a half, and it is like it'll be fine when they're older, but that's that is rough. But for me, I dread my daughters potentially being in baton. It's something that is now deep-seated in me. I'm fine with dance. I'm fine with cheerleading. But the thought of sitting through half days of baton twirling, I can't do it. I can't do it. I pick, and I know we got to get to the John Ron stuff, but I pick my our summer sports based off of you know, summer is now the time most people do play soccer. Yeah. Basketball, you think of it, that's a winter sport, right? No, 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 <laughs> not for the Coquel House. We will be inside the AC gym playing basketball, and if they want to play soccer, they better feel that way in January because <laughs> it's not happening any other time of the year. It is too hot to sit out in that sun for an hour to watch kids waddle around like ducks. If you have kids, if you have kids, or if the kids are now out of the house, what are the what, what were the extracurricular activities your kids had that you dreaded the most? You had to attend, you had to sit there, you had to watch. What were the extracurricular activities that you feared the most with your kids? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. So Saturday at the Memorial uh, John Rahm had a five-shot lead as he came off the course on 18, and then he was told something just off the green and put his head in his hands, bent to the earth, and this is how it sounded with Jim Nance on CBS. Somebody just gave John some news. We have no idea, folks. We have no idea. We just passed along some information, and you can see just instant devastation. It turns out that John Rahm had tested positive for COVID-19, and he had to withdraw from the tournament with a five-shot lead, meaning going into Sunday, it was a completely new tournament because the leader, by a lot, 
was out. And he was up there, yeah, he was a five or six. I know he was at minus 18 at one point. They were at, at one point, 12. he was six under. Yeah. And, but it was like a pack at minus 12. So all of a sudden, the tournament became a better tournament. Absolutely. It got wide open. And so uh, I think the PGA Tour probably could have avoided telling John Rahm right as he walked off the green. Though I suppose for safety purposes, you want to tell him as, as early as possible. Oh, didn't they tell him on, on 18, though? I, no, they told him he found out for the first time as he walked off the green. Like, for, but done for the day, no? Yeah. He, well, he was done, like... You think they knew and let him finish out his yeah, round? Yeah, they did. They knew, and they let him finish his That's round. Then saying. they told him. Then why not just wait till he walks inside if you're already letting him finish off his yeah. round? At that point, I mean, that's a good question, unless they're worried that he might be in front of people, do a post-match interview before he actually goes inside and exposes someone else potentially to COVID-19. And they should have had the person who told them walk out in a hazmat suit. Then we would have known. And tell him. You know what I mean? Then we would have known. They let someone walk up and tell him? So, to me, they probably could have done a little more private than how they did it. And he wore his expressions uh, on his sleeve uh, totally in that spot. But there was a lot of, well, why can't John Rahm just play Sunday? Why does he have to withdraw? Why can't he play by himself? Why can't he just make sure he's socially distanced and masked? And you want to know why? It's because... That's the rules, okay? The PGA Tour did not have to let John Rahm play Sunday because he had the lead. It was nothing that happened to John Rahm on Saturday was unfair because the PGA Tour, and this has been the case for quite some time now, if you were fully vaccinated for COVID-19 and all players uh, are obviously eligible now to become vaccinated. John Rahm lives in Arizona where his age group was able to get vaccinated starting March 24th. But if you're fully vaccinated on PGA on the PGA Tour, you no longer have to get tested for COVID-19. You're clear. You're good to go. John Rahm obviously was not fully vaccinated. John Rahm, in fact, got his first COVID-19 shot his first vaccination shot earlier this week after he knowingly came in contact with someone who was positive for COVID-19. And guess what happened? He contracted COVID-19. Stunning, I know. So anybody who wants to scream about John Rahm being treated unfairly by the PGA Tour, listen, getting vaccinated, yes, it's a personal decision, But when it comes to the PGA Tour, when it comes to the NFL, where assistant coaches aren't going to be let on the field if they're not vaccinated this year, it's business. It's a business decision. So you can't just start transversing your rules, start changing your rules because someone couldn't get their act together and get vaccinated. And this has nothing to do with the social aspect, the political aspect of the COVID-19 vaccine, Coquel. This has everything to do with you want the perks and the benefits of the PGA Tour. You want to be able to compete. The PGA Tour said you have to do this in order to accomplish this, in order to avoid this. And John Rahm didn't do any of those things. And for that, John Rahm had to withdraw. And you know what? Them's the breaks. Well, it's the same thing as people who don't want to get vaccinated saying it's my choice. And he had a choice. He did have a choice. The choice, But if you choose not to get vaccinated on the PGA Tour, you're subject to what happened mm-hmm. to happen. I mean, when it comes to sports especially, good things are happening if you get vaccinated, no matter how you feel about it from a social realm. John Rahm could avoid it all of this if back on March 24th or any of the month of May, he decided that he was going to get fully vaccinated. Then he probably would have won the memorial. Did the PGA Tour handle John Rahm correctly? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Did the PGA Tour handle John Rahm correctly? Or was it unfair to not have him play by himself on Sunday? And for me, I don't see why he should get special privilege for not doing something that players have been told if you do Get your two shots. Get your vaccine. One, if it's Johnson & Johnson, you're good to go. You don't have to test anymore. To me, John Rahm is the only person to blame for John Rahm not playing Sunday and winning the Memorial. That's 
I, I, I feel like that's the common sense way to look at it. And you're not even saying that he should have done one or the other. Let's be clear about that. And, and, and I think he should have gotten vaccinated. I think everyone should get vaccinated. And I've had these conversations with people. My own wife isn't vaccinated. We have these conversations at home. So I get it's a delicate conversation. I am fully vaccinated. But that's not what we're saying. We're saying if you want the rewards of what you get when you are vaccinated, then you have to be vaccinated to receive those I just, rewards. I don't get it's any part of the rules. Other than you don't want him to have extreme symptoms from COVID-19, I don't get any other sympathy towards John Rom. I, I cannot sympathize with his plight because he had the opportunity for quite a while now to not have to go through that plight. So why should the PGA Tour bend the rules just because he had the lead after the third round, why should the PGA Tour bend the rules for someone who didn't follow the rules? Who also, during this time frame, from the moment he came in contact with this person to when he tested positive, we don't know when he was contagious in that area. So yeah. he also, not only is he hurting himself by not having the tournament, he may have put other people at risk throughout that entire time frame when he didn't need to. Should the PGA Tour have allowed John Rahm to keep playing? Did the PGA Tour handle John Rahm correctly? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, or you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. I do want to tell you about my good friend Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, and Pat is going to join us tomorrow as our sports agent insider and our sports law insider. Lawler & Associates, when you're injured in an accident, it's pretty scary. The aftermath can be really, really overwhelming. You need trusted help. You need help that's been there before. And yeah, that's Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Over 40 years combined experience, Lawler & Associates helps the clients get compensation that they deserve, period. It could be you. It could be someone you know. Lawler & Associates is there for you. We're talking automobile, boat or motorcycle accident, slip and fall, any personal injury matter. Lawler & Associates, they have the expertise, they have the resources, and most importantly, honestly, they want to help. They can be trusted. Visit Lawler & Associates at wanttolawyerup.com for a free consultation. Wanttolawyerup.com. Do you feel bad for John Rahm at all, or did the PGA Tour get it right with him? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And by the way, before we go to break, Coquel, uh, someone from the PGA Tour, an official from the PGA Tour, told Jason Sobel of the Action Network longtime golf reporter that the amount of players fully vaccinated on tour right now is around 50%. Seems a little low, right? Like I feel like that should be a little bit higher. A little bit higher. And then you see in the NFL where there are a number of teams that are unlikely to have full coaching staffs vaccinated. There are a number of teams that are going to have assistant coaches unable to be on the field at any point during the course of the season because they won't get a vaccine shot. Folks, this is a business decision this isn't a social decision this is business and so if you feel any sympathy for these people i'm telling you we're gonna we're gonna it's face all business a, we're gonna face a lot of this coming up in the next couple of months because schools are gonna start requiring vaccines maybe not in florida but in other places and then there's gonna be people pushing back but what people have to realize is every school requires vaccines now i have to give my son shot records now for other vaccines that it's the same idea yep. It's, I, it, but it's going to be a bigger issue come come schools. From a sports realm, though, like there's going to be a lot of gnashing of teeth. But if there's a rule, there's a rule. It exists. And if you can't follow that rule, you face the consequences. And that's what it's come down to. That's the reality of this entire thing. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 1063. Call the show now at 888-760-3776. Julio Jones. He's a Tennessee Titan. That's going to be one of those things that just looks weird. It's going to take some time to get adjusted to that. Maybe not to the extent of Phillip Rivers in a Colts uniform or Brett Favre in a Jets uniform, but like Julio Jones in that Titan powder blue, navy blue is going to look really, really odd. Ken Levick alive. 
featuring Coquel. It's a Monday here on ESPN 106.3. Those Titans uniforms are some of the best in the league, by the way. I agree. I agree. They definitely grew on me as uh, as that design was enhanced. I, I, I'm with you. I like the Tennessee uniforms a lot. Though, I like the old school Oilers uniforms more than I like the current Titans uniforms. Is that your favorite old school uniform? Ooh, it's up there, man. Because I love, love, like when I play Madden and I hate, I hate the Patriots. But I love going back to their old uniforms. What's with the, the red name? and the, the yeah. little mascot guy? What's the, them all. the that Patriot has a name? That that the actual Patriot has a name. Like, racist Ron. <laughs> no, I don't think it's racist Ron. Do you know the name of the Patriot on the Patriots helmet? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What is the name? Of the uh, of the Patriot, because the Buccaneer was Bruce the Buccaneer. I don't remember the name of the Patriot. I do know that the Patriot has a name. Uh, let's get into a little of Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Red Light Green Light, a Monday edition of Greenway Kia uh, West Palm Beach Red Light Green Light. Because man, there was just a lot of stuff that happened this weekend, so we might as well uh, go full fledged into this thing now and. Uh, Coquel's going to, to handle this. Coquel, you've got three red light, green lights here. Red light being, nope, no, don't like it. That's a no. Green light saying, yeah, that's a go. I'm into it. Coquel, what do you got? Trading for the wide receiver Julio Jones makes the Titans a Super Bowl contender. Before we get to my thoughts on this, let's hear Ryan Clark from Get Up This Morning. He was asked, really, the same question by Mike Greenberg. And by the way, what a drop-off. Ryan Clark gets asked that question by Mike Greenberg. I get asked that question by Chris Coquel. That's where we're at in our respective careers. Poor Ryan Clark's got to <laughs> deal with that greeny guy. This is what Ryan Clark had to say. Who do you double? Where do you send the safety to? How many people do you have in the box to stop Derrick Henry? You thought this team was prolific and Ryan Tannehill was prolific in play-action pass before. This just takes it to another level. This will be a team that would be difficult to scheme, but impossible to truly stop. And this is a huge move. But is this team a receiver away from a Super Bowl? I'm just not sure. So I'm on board pretty much with everything that Ryan Clark just said, except for using Ryan Tannehill and prolific in the same sentence. Oh, I, our 8 and 8 Tannehill's grown up. Uh, all right. And so this is what my first thought was over the weekend. Not are the Titans a contender now? It was... How much better has Ryan Tannehill's life been post-Dolphins? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's striking, right? I mean, Ryan Tannehill, we waited and we waited and we waited and we waited for him to finally break out to be a pro bowler or a perennial pro bowler. The injuries late in his Dolphins tenure, the ACL problems definitely didn't help. But he's what he's doing now, it also shows you the importance of competent coaching. He had Joe Philbin. And he had Adam Gase. If this isn't what he has become in Tennessee, where we're using the name, pro, uh, the word prolific with him, if that's not the biggest indictment of those two coaching hires for the Dolphins, then I don't know what is. Uh, can, I go over some frustrating. can I go over some numbers with you really quick? Sure. QB rating in the 26 games since Tannehill was the starter, right? 111.3. In that same time, Patrick Mahomes, 103.6. Passing yards, 6,400. Mahomes at 7,500. Total touchdowns, 66 touchdowns for Tannehill, 58 for Mahomes. To 12 and 11 interceptions, completion percentage about the same. So maybe it is prolific. Maybe I mean, Ryan Clark is right. Maybe he's right. The numbers yeah. are there. I mean, we that talk, makes me angry. We talk about Mahomes is the greatest of, you know, projected to go up there with the greats. I mean, Tannehill's numbers over those games are pretty close. But it's one of those things. He wasn't even the starter. And then Marcus Mariota got, the, got yanked. And then Ryan Tannehill... He's able to flourish with that. It just shows you how random some of these things are sometimes. But as a Dolphins fan, how damned frustrating is that? Meanwhile, we're waiting to see if another franchise quarterback can actually pan out. But Ryan Clark is right. They are so scary on offense because I as, men, as much as I want to crack at Tannehill, like the dude's automatic on the play action and he's automatic in the red zone. And you have to respect the play action. You, with that running oh, back... You have right. to respect the and play that's action. the thing now. Like, I feel like any quarterback could succeed in an offense where you have A.J. Brown and... Who you have to double. Who you have to double. Julio Jones, who... You, you have to double. You have to the double. The catch radius on those two. And then, oh yeah, that mutant in the backfield who you can't tackle. King Henry. 
I don't. I are they going to win that division? Yes. That defense though was fifth to worst in the NFL last year. They don't stop anybody. And I think there's this thought that the Titans are a good defensive team because of the way they play. They're and because physical. of the way their coach looks. Yeah, Rabel absolutely screams defense, but they don't play defense. They're not good defensively. So I'm not ready to put them at the Chiefs level yet in the AFC, but this will help because you, if you have all those weapons, you're bound to do some great things on offense. It is Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light. I'm giving that a red light that they're Super Bowl contenders. Coquel, number two. The Hawks' playoff success behind the play of Trey Young justifies selecting Trey Young over Luka Doncic. Um, I'll give that a green light. I know that they're always going to be in the same thought, but at this point, they're their own separate entities, and those teams made those own separate decisions, and I think that they've both proven their case with how valuable they are to their respective franchise. Give me the question one more time so I can give it the official red light, green light. The Hawks' playoff success behind Trey Young justifies selecting him over Luka Doncic. Mm, green light. Because remember, they traded up to get him. They did. Green light. Green light. Green. I, I don't like. Listen, is Luka more of a, a complete player? Probably. But is Trey Young carved out his own style and his own ability to lead? Yeah, like he he is the identity of the Hawks now. He is the identity of the Hawks. And they are tough and they're gritty and they're going to talk smack to you and they're going to show you up. Like that's that's him. Yeah, I'm I that's a green light. We always knew he could shoot, but it's the way he's controlling the entire yes. like he always shot like Steph or Dean, but now he's controlling the whole offense. He's a real threat. The Hawks are really good. I mean, Trey Young is doing in the postseason what they were hoping he'd be able to eventually do, but he's been a leader. That's the thing. He's been a leader. Is Luka a leader like Trey Young is? I don't know. Luka is an exceedingly elite player, but is he someone who's going to take command of that team on the floor like Trey Young does? But again, Luka plays a lot like Harden with the Rockets. He's a ball-dominant guy at all times who puts up volume of shots, like a ton of shots. I think that... Trey Young, the Hawks, the Hawks now are justified in them moving up to go get Trey Young. It is Greenway, Key at West Palm Beach, red light, green light. Coquel, let's wrap this up with number three. Number three, the Clippers game seven win over the Mavs makes them the favorite to win the West. And that is a tough, tough question. Can I jump in before you go while yeah, you decide? Yeah, 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 go ahead. I mean, Kawhi showed why he's Kawhi Leonard, why we looked at him as one of the greats in the league. We, it wasn't a fluke what he did with Toronto. He's been just absolutely dominant. That's why I'm giving it a green light, too. You have a roster, and yes, they've been disappointing. They disappointed in the bubble, and they almost got knocked out in round one. But you still have Kawhi, and you still have Paul George. I, Yeah, I think they can beat the Jazz. If they beat the Jazz, yeah, they're, I don't, I they're don't, in. I don't think Phoenix or Denver is going to do it. No. like This is still an NBA champion, and his hand-picked sidekick with that roster, as disappointing as the Clippers have been, if you look at it from a clean slate, if, you, if I knew nothing about basketball other than stars and I don't have any context into their history or what they've done, I'd look at their roster and every other roster in the West, and I would say... Yeah, they're the favorites right now with what's left. That's a green light. They they could very well win the West after nearly being bounced in the first round. Can I answer this question after two games of the series? <laughs> Even if it's one one, just yeah. because we're gonna be honest. I mean, I haven't spent a ton of time watching Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz. I just haven't. You know, Spider Mitchell's good, but like they're the Jazz. Like, they just. I know. They I know. just remi- they were boring to play video games with. I'm not gonna. I don't know. They don't excite me. We're about to see. If a Donovan Mitchell-led team and a Chris Paul-led team can make it to an NBA Finals, something we've never seen before. Jazz culture, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> and that is, on that note, again, more shots. You just love taking that D-Wade Jazz shot. That is Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, red light, green light. The payment's on us sale at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Purchase or lease any new Kia on their lot. They're going to give you the first nine months of payment off. That's incredible. Plus, you keep all the rebates. How can you beat that? Mention this ad, and oh yeah, you receive a flat screen TV with your new Kia purchase and get up to $6,000 over Kelly Blue Book fair market value for any trade at Greenway Kia. 
of West Palm Beach. And then there's the credit clinic where they have bank representatives on site. If you're worried about your credit, they want to help put you in a Kia at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. I'm driving around my Kia K5 GT that I love and adore, and I got it from Greenway Kia West Palm Beach where Mike and Jorge They took care of me, and they're going to put you in an automobile as well. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Do yourself a favor. Write off a military trail in West Palm and get yourself over to Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. My favorite moment of the weekend, well, it came late, late, late last night on the soccer pitch. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. We got our answer on what the name of the Patriot was on the Patriot's old helmet. That was uh, Pat the Patriot. Pat the Patriot. For what a lame name. I think the one I said was better. No, I don't think it was better. For those of you scoring at home, it is Pat the Patriot. White supremacist Willie. <laughs> Would you stop? Your alliteration's terrible. Your ideas for alliteration are absolutely awful. Stop. Stop. Hateful Harry. Stop. You're playing into a stereotype, and I don't appreciate it, Coquel. The bigot from Boston? Oh, no. Bigot Bill from Boston? No, no. Oh, man. Take it easy, Kyrie. All right. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel here on ESPN 106.3. Kyrie Coquel on ESPN 106.3. Did that not, work? As long as there's not another K in there, we're good. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris starts with a Would C. Would you stop? With a C. Would you stop If already? Chris started with a K, I'd be morning radio in Boston. <laughs> Let's get to our EDS cool moment of the weekend. EDS air conditioning. EDS cool moment of the weekend. Go to edsairconditioning.com. And it was last night. And it was an extra time, the United States and Mexico in the Nations Cup Final. Guardado from this spot. And he's denied! Corvath with the save of his life! The hero off the bench for the U.S. That's right, the United States gets a penalty save in extra time to knock off Mexico 3-2, and it was the backup goalkeeper, Ethan Horvath. This game was played in Denver. A local kid comes in as the backup and makes a huge penalty save, and the United States beats Mexico 3-2. The U.S. with all of their young stars, their one team. Christian Pulisic scores a penalty uh, just uh, two weeks after winning a Champions League final to give the U.S. the eventual game-winning goal. Juventus this is Weston McKinney with a goal in this one. Mexican fans throwing bottles and cups at the U.S. while they're celebrating on the field. Just despicable. And the U.S. somehow finds a way. The United States beats Mexico last night 3-2. to two. The U.S. team is going to be a problem come World Cup qualifiers and the World Cup in Cotter. And that'll do it for Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Yes, Coquel. Cool. Cool, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. That was cool. In fact, that was my cool moment of the week. Brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. EDSairconditioning.com. Serving Palm Beach County since 2006. Celebrating 15 years. EDSairconditioning.com. That's EDS. And they have uh, convenient appointment times. They're working around you, so you don't have to sit and wait all day not knowing when they're coming by. If you have an air conditioning problem, you have got to get it fixed immediately with this heat. It's absurd. That's where EDS comes in. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. That's right. That's yes to EDS. That is it for us. We will be back tomorrow. He's Coquel. He's going to keep making terrible, terrible, stereotypical alliteration jokes about the fine city of Boston. Boston, I love you. I'm Ken Levicka, and we've been live on ESPN 106.3.